pinch myself and say, I am awake. Look at my hands, count my fingers, stay calm. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we're discussing the Netflix acquired series, I believe, Behind Her Eyes. It is a British noir supernatural psychological thriller web series created by Steve Lightfoot based on the 2017 novel of the same name by Sarah Penborough, premiering on Netflix uh, 17th uh, February 2021. Limited series. Stars Simona Brown, Tom Bateman, Eve Hewson, and Robert Ameo. This was information acquired from the Wikipedia, so don't blame me if I got any of that shit wrong. Um, I just wanted to kind of cover this uh, series. Why did I want to cover this? Well, I've been watching a lot of television. I haven't been getting uh, a lot of output, so I wanted to kind of branch out into a different uh, genre-adapted narrative. So, um, Behind Her Eyes, by uh, the based off the book of the same name, this is all directed by Eric Richer, uh, Richer Strand. And um, I got to say, overall, I, um, I really found it entertaining. And for the sake of kind of explaining how I felt the majority of the time, I think the majority of it is good. It's entertaining. But then the last episode or two really kicks into high gear and makes it a little bit more... Um, thrilling to watch from a narrative standpoint. I do think it's what you call a slow burn, and so don't go into it expecting, you know, tons and tons of uh, action. This is very much uh, what feels like a really high-level Hallmark-type movie or type series. It it definitely feels like a movie, but it's a a series. It kind of reminds me of how you – um, the Netflix show You made a fo- cultural input, uh, cultural impact into um, Hallmark, and how it kind of bled into the Netflix uh, model of uh, you know binging the entire series once it drops. Um, so this kind of takes up that same uh, romantic drama. Uh, kind of uh, psychological angle um i i enjoyed it so it is a uk production so you're gonna get all that you know top of the morning kind of stuff so here's a synopsis for anyone that uh is interested in what uh, behind her eyes is about behind her eyes follows the story of louise a single mother whose world is thrown off kilter when she begins an affair with her new boss david Um, matters take an even stranger turn when she's drawn into an unlikely friendship with his wife, Adele. Um, So essentially what you have is uh, what it says on Wikipedia, an unconventional love triangle uh, twisted with a dark uh, psychological tale. Uh, Tons of really... Um, key revelations, and this has what you call that last act twist. You know, it's it, it's one of those 
uh, confident stories that they've been stringing you along this entire time, thinking that, you know, you thinking that you understand what's really going on. And then there's a twist at the end on top of another twist. So I got to say that this is one of those shows that I actually watched. Um, I watched a little bit at the beginning. I, I kind of jumped in halfway through it and I didn't really understand what I was watching kind of wasn't paying attention watched it all the way through and I was like wait a second what just happened and so I went back and watched it again so I've technically watched this almost twice all the way through um really uh to kind of solidify what I was just watching so it is one of those series that you're like wait a minute I got to go back and watch this entire thing again so uh, I'm not going to recommend everyone do that but when you uh when you watch what happens at the very end of this show um, television television series. It's one of those where you're like, oh shit, this is completely recontextualizes everything. So I always enjoy those types of stories as well, especially if they feel um, relatively organic from what's going on. Um, the majority of the time, I thought they did. Um, so uh, I have some short synopses on each of the episodes. We'll kind of talk about here and there not going into too much detail because it's such a condensed story it doesn't make much sense in my opinion to uh to to string it out over many different episodes so that's probably what i'm going to recommend us doing here um so here for the first episode we are going to be discussing spoilers for the the episodes as we go along so um keep in mind that if you have not seen this entire season that uh, there will be spoilers along each episode as we talk about them. Um, I did want to talk about real quick the cinematography Felix Weidemann and the editors Amy Hansel, Hansel and Brenna Ragnott. Um, and these are about 40 minutes to 50 minute episodes. I got to say, I probably could have done with a little bit uh, tighter of an edit on some of these episodes just to make them a little bit more concise in the pacing. But overall... I was really impressed by two things. The cinematography, I enjoy the kind of cold and callousness of this world, of what they've created. Um, I love the shallow depth of field. I think it's a very uh, beautifully rich show. Um, the editing is very smooth as well. I think that when it comes down to the, when it comes down to the camera shots, uh, uh, specific shots lingering on people for a certain amount of time, um, you not understanding certain things. Once you understand what's going on in this entire series, those shots, the cinematography, the editing, the specific long holds on people's faces, it makes sense. There's shots that are happening at the beginning of the show where it's from a different perspective and the shots are specifically from they're supposed to be from those different perspectives and what I really enjoy is you don't know as the viewers that that's supposed to be from a different perspective till uh, kind of a long time or t kind of for you know um, a minute or two into the series so I do want to talk about how the camera work and how the perspective um, you know, matters in, in the episodes. I'm not going to go too in-depth about it, but I did want to just kind of point it out that it's uh, not only is it well-crafted as a show, but it, from a, a technical standpoint, you can kind of go back and understand it from a cinematography and filmmaking language. Um, so the first episode was uh, One Chance Encounters. Um, a spilt drink at a bar leads to an awkward day at 
work for Louise, who's shaken again by night terrors. Um, David introduces Adele to his new colleagues. So this is uh, the introduction of all of the characters. We don't really know what's going on with um, Adele and David, some weird, strange happenings kind of surrounding them. David was kind of hitting it off with, um, um, uh, what is her name, with some uh, Louise and uh, played by Simona Brown. I, I enjoyed uh, Simona Brown's performance throughout this entire thing. I think she really sells it for the most part. She's very bubbly. Um, and uh, her, her I, I don't want to go too in-depth, but I, her performance at the very end is very impressive. Uh, so... Uh, David introduces Adele to his new colleagues, so the, it is kind of, for these first few episodes, I do feel like it's a little bit slow into kind of getting into what's happening into the heads of these characters. Like, it feels like as the, um, as a watcher, we are one step ahead of what everyone else is kind of going through until about episodes three or four. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But I do love the concept of this uh, this lucid dreaming that is introduced by the second episode. So the lucid dreaming, a uh, peek inside the episode two, lucid dreaming, um, a peek inside David and Adele's private life, and a look at Rob's dream journal leaves Louise with more questions than answers. So it's still uh, still leaving the breadcrumbs for what's bound to happen. Um, you know, we find out in the first episode, first two episodes, Louise has almost had sex with her boss, and eventually, I think, she starts to be become way more attached to David, and starts to kind of peek into Adele's life as well. Um, so, third episode, the first door, um, against her better judgment, Louise grows attached to both David and Adele, becoming increasingly enmeshed in their tense complicated marriage so even by this point in the season it's some craziness happening between david louise and adele this trifecta of um this love triangle it's really fucked up and at this point i do think that this is where the editing definitely comes into play where they really start to kind of play with uh uh louise you know continuously seeing uh david and then going and seeing uh, Louise and kind of playing both sides of the field and you're not really sure where this whole thing's going although you do I mean obviously she's already I think she's already sleeping with Rob at this point sorry not Rob uh, with David Louise and David are sleeping together at this point but there is a lot of points within these uh, middle episodes I'm kind of going into spoilers now so um, if you haven't seen the full season just kind of expect spoilers for the rest of the season here on um, so yeah this there's a lot of, you know, a lot of decent uh, cinematography when it comes to the sex, I guess. What I like specifically about what's going on on, uh, you know, the romantic parts. Yes, they're probably a little bit legarious for some of the viewers that are watching this to, you know, to watch, you know, that stuff. I was watching it from a more technical standpoint, and I was just really finding it fascinating how they were able to convey that uh, – Adele was spying on Louise and David pretty much from the first episode on. Um, I don't know if she was, I can't remember if she's spying in the first 
scene that they're together at the bar. But I was like was extremely surprised by how um, how layered it was with the technicals of the perspectives shifting and everything. And as uh, a creator, I really appreciated that. Um, that we weren't just watching this for the sake of just watching it. I mean, I, I you know, it's great scene, I guess, but just the fact is they were like, they trust the audience to an extent that uh, that you can understand that this camera angle is from Adele and not just some random floating air camera, you know, God cam that's just walking around um, them having sex and stuff like that. So episode four, Rob. Um, An accusation of violence threatens to unravel David's life and more shocking news awaits him and Louise when Adele drops a bombshell. So um, as it continues, um, we find out way more about Rob. We get a lot more flashbacks. Throughout the season, I felt like some of the most interesting stuff was seeing the flashbacks and seeing how Rob and Adele were, um, you know, intertwined in the rehab situation, um, how Rob becomes intertwined with David and Adele and feels that he is just being kind of left out at a certain point. And there's just certain scenes of him just kind of taking in, um, being, you know, taking in the scene. Um, and there are certain hints that Rob, um, might be bisexual, if anything. Um, at this point, I think we do find out that Rob, there was probably something terrible that had happened to Rob um, back at the property because we you, you, there's just like allusions to it and it keeps showing uh, this well that something ominous had had happened down there. So as we continue, um, yeah, Louise becomes way more involved with these two. It just kind of turns into a major shit show. Adele ends up finding out. And well, Adele knows the entire time, but what happens is she reveals that she finds out and says basically that's it. So episode five, the second door. Despite David's warnings, Louise can't shake her concern for Adele, who sows seeds of doubt over what happened with Rob and her family estate. So there is this massive, massive uh, kind of like, it's not a conspiracy, but it's like clues that are heading back towards what happened to Adele and David. And David is just kind of literally losing his shit. There's, There's points within this entire season that he feels like he's the over abusive boyfriend in or husband in this situation. Um, that Rob was just like super jealous of, and he wanted to, um, you know, he it, it appeared that he wanted Adele for himself. And so um, because of what happened in the very last episode, it's not really revealed exactly what happened, but it's just like, what is going on? Um, you know, it seems that this series did a great job at stringing us along one, uh, one specific mystery only to say, wait, if you back up, there is way more mystery to happen um, in this story, you just haven't, you just haven't unlocked it yet. Um, and that's kind of what I liked about the series. I did like the, the slow burn. It was, um, my guess is it was about four hours. I don't have the full running time in front of me, but it's six episodes at about 40 to 50 minutes each. So I'm going to say it was close to that four or five hours. Um, so the second door, episode five, uh, Oh, I already did that. We're on episode six, the final episode. Behind her eyes. 
A stunning revelation makes uh, Louise dig deeper into David and Adele's past, and what she discovers pushes her to demand the truth. So eventually she gets um, she gets the truth from David, David, and uh, a, you know Adele, what had happened there. Adele basically says, I'm going to you know take my own life, and it ends up being just a complete ruse. It was a heist for Louise. Um, the only thing that I had a problem with here was there was this poetic fire at their house, at Adele's and David's house. David's out of the picture at this point. He's, he's doing his own thing. Um, David is, yeah, David's out of the house. Uh, Adele sets fire to her house, very similar to how her mansion was set fire to, um, with her parents in it originally, and there was this, you know, big illusion that, you know, she was, uh, drifting or flying while, what, whenever, her parents had passed, so that was there's this whole big poetic thing going on with it. Um, so Adele, in the main timeline, um, put sets a fire to her house. Louise is like, "Oh heck, no! I cannot let this happen." And so, uh, so Louise shows up at the um, the estate of uh, David and Adele's current place. And she can't get in, and I thought that was a little bit convenient because she doesn't really try too hard to get into this house. It just feels like she just like can't get in the front door because it's like a little bit locked. So I was just like, oh, I don't know, if that's really believable. But of course, it was a way to get her to to drift or whatever it was called. I can't. I think she, I think they called it drifting, um, or do the lucid sleeping thing. Um, so I didn't mention this, but for anyone that's just listening to this has no idea what's going on, there is this like lucid dreaming aspect to this series where Adele is able to lucid dream and put herself in, you know, in rooms she's not physically in. And this the way she does this is by like sleeping and counting her fingers and then doing this like little remedy. And she's taught Louise how to do this uh, for a specific reason. And so, um, uh, also, I did like the, compo- the, the composition of the music, uh, Rupert Gregson Williams. I just wanted to mention that real quick. Um, so, anyways, uh, Louise has to drift, go into this drifting state to open up the door to get inside of Adele's house. And so, she ends up drifting. She's able to get inside the house and like she's able this was the first time in the show that you're she's being able to show that she can uh, manipulate objects and things around her in the drifting state and so louise ends up getting in this um in the house and then finds adele gets finds her and then uh i think what had happened oh sorry sorry i i completely I, i went too fast so adele is in the drifting state right before she's about to get Adele and Louise are both in the drifting state inside the house, hovering over Adele's body. Louise, Louise's body is outside and uh, unconscious, I guess, in the in the dream state. And Adele's body is inside the burning house and in the dream state. And um, and so uh, they're drifting in the same room. Uh, Adele takes over her her little drift light it's like they're represented as these like blue and green lights it's like the it's how you can tell that they're drifting in this the state and so the green light is uh, louise 
Louise goes into Adele's body and Adele's blue light goes into Louise's body and they switch bodies. This is something that is not introduced into the series until the very last 30 minutes of this um, series, which kind of completely changes uh, the dynamic of what's going on. It's been a lucid dreaming psychological thriller, but now it's completely body swap horror at this point. Louise's body has been taken over by who we believe is Adele at this point. And I didn't even think about it, like the possibilities at that point, but they even go to the point where they say, oh, wait, there's more. So Adele in Louise's body is taking over Louise. Louise gets inside, and um, Adele is now Louise, and Louise is trapped in Adele's body. And the the fact is Adele takes some sort of, like, drugs or heroin or some sort of uh, something to put her in the sedative state, and... Adele in Louise's body t- jumps on top of Adele's body her, uh, and fills her arm up with more drugs. She causes the um, she causes she she causes Adele's Louise in Adele's body to have an overdose. Thus, Adele is now in Louise's body, and now she is free roam, free reign to go take, uh, to go back to David of David or some sort. And so I was completely mind fucked by that. I was like, holy shit, this is, this is some next level right here. But on top of that, they do another flashback. So this was the twist, the twist on top of a twist. The second twist is there is a flashback of Rob and Adele on the night of Rob's death that shows Rob and Adele one he's one they both are saying I love you at this point I didn't realize that they were already saying I love you um and I thought they were kind of platonic friends I couldn't remember I don't I don't know but Rob really really had a thing for Adele so anyways Rob and Adele are in the woods um and they drift into the state into their you know spiritual states or whatever and they switch bodies and so when this happens uh, rob is in adele's body and rob in adele's body jumps on top of rob's old body or his his body that currently has adele in it and essentially does the same ruse rob causes Rob's body or Adele in Rob's body to overdose. She injects him with more um, heroin, and I'm assuming it was heroin of some sort, some sort of drug. Um, so Rob has been in Adele's body since the night that he killed, he destroyed his own body. Does that make sense? Rob and Adele switched bodies the night of his death. And Rob has been in Adele's body the entire series. So I'm like, oh, she. And they do this whole editing montage of showing how Rob has been like a fighter to stay, uh, you know, stay, you know, relevant and in, in, even in David's life. He is currently, 
he's been <laughs> he's been having sex with David and Adele's body, and he's been he has been Adele this entire series. And now he's killed Louise and pretty much destroyed her entire family and the cute little kid they had. Um, whoa, I dark, absolutely fucking uh, riveting and dark. I had been told that this uh, twist was incredible, and I don't know how much better to say it than that. It literally knocked my socks off. I'm ready to see what else this uh, Eric... Um, Richard Strand director has um, even more books from this uh, Steve Light. Wait, what was it? Sarah Pinborough. Um, Sarah Pinborough did the Behind Her Eyes book. So I'm definitely interested to see what else they can pull out. I kind of wish there was a little bit more of a uh, faster pacing at the beginning, but it just kind of uh, adds to the uh, slow burn and it kind of makes it sting a little bit more because we have so much of the so much time with these characters. So on top of all the technical aspects, the story as well, I was very impressed with this show. Um, it is a slow burn, so as long as you know that it, it is, um, you know, keep that in mind. Six episodes, I definitely recommend it. So, thank you for watching, listening, Lucky Doll Podcast. To support the podcast, please go to patreon.com slash Podcast. You can get all of these podcasts early, mastered, um, released early for your listening pleasure. You'll be able to get it um, edited down a little bit on YouTube. It's a slightly shorter uh, cast. However, you can still get it on there. You'll be able to get uh, live streams on Twitch and uh, what else do we got? The Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all that good stuff. PayPal for individual donations, all that good stuff. Um, and Discord for hanging out with the uh, lucky dogs in, in there as well. So let me know what you thought about Behind Her Eyes. Um, let me know what you thought about the review. Let me know how I can improve. Comments, questions, concerns at luckydogpodcast uh, at gmail.com. Links are in the description. And... Diggities. I don't know why it's bugging me, but I don't know. Why didn't David realize that uh, Adele was acting completely different when uh, Rob was gone? Like, I mean, obviously she'd be acting weird, but I don't know. <laughs> like, as soon as Rob became Louise, she had to, like, relearn all that stuff. So I was like, mm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking about too much. You keep interfering. <laughs> you don't know what's going on here. Count your fingers. Stay calm and focus. We're just as messed up as anyone else. Just better at hiding it. Mr.